This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to another episode of Charged Up Studio. Today, we have an exciting treat for you. A couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity of interviewing one of the leaders in the federal no-bid contracting program that Marketatomy is privileged to be a strategic partner with. This special edition to Charged Up Studio introduces you to the program and how small business owners can take advantage of revenue diversification in the upcoming recession. As you will hear, we are officially in a bear economy and it is expected to extend into 2025. Are you prepared? Listen, as Ron Imbach and I discuss the advantages of incorporating public procurement into your product or service arsenal, to head off in the negative effects of a slow economy. So the S&P 500 has officially announced we are in a bear market. What does that mean for small businesses and the national economy? Over the past decade, we have seen more than our fair share of ups and downs economically. Beginning with the Great Recession in 2007 that lasted until 2009, followed on the heels of that recovery by COVID-19 kicking in in February 2020. Now, as we begin to wade our way through the unexpected COVID-19 recession, we have officially entered another bear market as of June this year, leading to another recession in 2023 and could last through 2025. None of us can predict the economy accurately in advance, but we can bet that there will be ups and downs. And as business owners, we must be able to adapt to whatever the economy throws at us. Today, we have Ron Imbach here with us with the No Bid Federal Contracting Program. Ron, can you talk to us a little bit more about where you see the economy going over the next few years? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, as I've discussed with many people in the past, and, you know, I'll say it again today, if I had a crystal ball to know exactly how far it's going to go up, how much it's going to go down, and when it's going to do it, uh, I would have probably already retired to my island in the South Pacific. Uh, however, I think, I think what's good about just studying economic cycles, knowing that 
no matter how much it ends up going up or how much it ends up going down, the consistency of it is that you know it's going to go up and you know it's going to come down. You don't know when exactly. Again, you know, they pay people millions of dollars on Wall Street and they still blow it on a regular basis. But I think what's good, and that's why, you know, kind of transition into, into our no-bid program, the federal government, whether the economy is going incredibly well or whether it's in the toilet, okay, and doing poorly, is always going to be spending money, okay, because they have trillions of dollars to spend, including last year, nearly $700 billion that they spent on procurement contracts with businesses outside the federal government, small businesses, just like many of your listeners. So they spend a lot of money every year. And quite frankly, that goes up every year. Every year, if you look at government spending, it continues to creep up. All right. And the great thing is that's not going to stop. The federal government spends money, okay, because they print money and because they collect taxes from us. So they have no choice. They're going to spend a lot of money. So why not? And and the the other key element is when the economy is not going poorly, this is like a basic economic theory, okay? When the government's not going, or when the economy is not going well or we're in a recession, the federal government tends to pump more money into the economy. Just go back to, you mentioned 2008, 2007, the last great recession. What happened in the beginning, end of 2008, beginning of 2009? All kinds of money got pumped into the economy to save what? The financial industry, to save the auto industry, to stimulate, okay, the rest. The government can't do it all on its own, but if they can can be a stimulant, okay, to getting business going, you know, that's so, and, and what we tell our clients every day, since you know that, and since you also know that when the economy goes down, when we're in a deep recession, just look at the pandemic that you mentioned. Just look at that in 2020 and 2021. How many businesses went out of business in both of those years? All you've got to do is look at restaurants, travel, you know, those two industries especially, but many others as well. How many businesses went out of business? Well, if those businesses had been working with the federal government consistently, okay, getting and 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 looking for, uh, you know, having that is one of their uh, business lines. What would that have done to all their cash flow? Okay, and cash flow is king, right? That's what people are looking for in business. Okay, so they want cash flow. So if you know you can have a consistent source that's not going to go up and down with the economy, what's that going to do to your business, right? How is that going to help your business? It's going to add tremendous stability. So that's what we do, and that's why a lot of people are interested in learning more about federal contracts and specifically with no-bid contracts. You know, and the fact of the matter is, is we learn as true business entrepreneurs, okay, the fact of diversifying your your revenue, your your gross revenue coming in is important and and it's healthy to have a diverse revenue stream coming in. And when I mean diverse, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, different industries or whatever. I'm talking about a nice share of public 
money and private money. Mm-hmm. And I, I 100% agree. The way that we talk to a lot of our clients about it, and, and you know, one of our phrases in our program is even thrive in a recession, because right. you can thrive in a recession with federal contracts. But why not have, you know, we don't tell any of our clients, oh, I know you were doing private sector commercial work before. Stop doing that. Go completely to, to the federal government. If they do it, fine. But what I tell them is that when the economy is doing really well, you're going to make a lot of money with your commercial clients. But when they start to cut back, which they often do in a recession, what if you're the business they cut back on? What if they stop using you as much if you're a small business? What if they stop using you altogether? If that happens many times or they start slow paying you, which they'll often do because their cash flow is bad. I like to use the phrase a lot when we do our, our master classes of the domino effect. Okay. So you may not even be in it. You saw this a lot in 2008. A lot of businesses that weren't directly, maybe they weren't in um, financial services or banking, but still because of all the, 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 the turmoil in those industries, it started to affect all kinds of industries coming down the whole ladder. So a domino effect, it hits the entire economy. So that's that's really, really, really important to, to keep that in mind. And like you said, diversifying, whether you're, I mean, I, I was a financial advisor at one time, whether you're diversifying your portfolio, so you're not all into, I'm going to take all of my money and put it in one stock. What if that stock, what if that company goes out of business? Not a good strategy. You right. look at the same thing for a business. If you've got private sector funds and you've got public Public funds with federal contracts, that just is going to add a lot of stability to your business and is going to help you when a lot of businesses are struggling in a recession. It's going to help you to stay in business and survive, if not even thrive, if you're doing it the right way. So why haven't more small business owners jumped into the public procurement bandwagon? Or onto- well, I'm going to give you a couple of- yeah, and I'll give you a couple of statistics to kind of, you know, kind of highlight what you're saying. Uh, out of out of the, I mentioned the number before, nearly $700 billion is what the, the federal government spent on procurement contracts. Only 25% of that revenue, that's what was set aside, well, there was nearly a half a trillion set aside for small businesses. So if anyone ever thinks this is not a small business game, they're absolutely wrong because out of the 600 billion plus that was set aside for all procurement contracts, 80% of it, nearly a half a trillion dollars. I mean, that's, that's, that's not small potatoes, right? Nearly a half a trillion dollars was set aside for small businesses, but out of that amount, only 25% of that revenue for contracts was actually awarded to small businesses. So there lies your question. Why, right? I've got two theories, and I think they're pretty solid theories, okay? We use the phrase in our program, didn't show up properly, okay? Now, I think you can use that in two different ways. I think didn't show up properly means a lot of people get into federal contracting. A lot of businesses do. And I like to think the federal contracting is all the government spending is like a big house, if you will, okay? And in that big house, you could enter that house through a number of doors. 
there might be a hundred different ways to get federal contracts. But when you're starting off, if you don't have federal experience, you need the best door to go into is the one that we teach, the no bid door, because you don't have to have federal experience to get no bid contracts. If you're bidding on a contract and you don't have federal experience, good luck. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I don't like to say never a lot. Okay. But you are not going to have a lot of luck getting federal contracts if you don't have the experience. All right. So a lot of people have either not done the registrations, they have tried to bid and had no success at it. So they end up saying, this is all a mirage. It isn't true. It isn't real. People don't get these contracts or there are contracts and the only people that get them are big businesses. All right. And then what do they do? Their friends, other business people say, what happened? I thought you were going to get all these big contracts. What do they say? They don't want to look like they're stupid or didn't didn't do what they were supposed to do. So they'll tell all of their friends, there's no such thing. You can't win those contracts. They're all for big businesses. All right. So that's one part of it. The other part is those businesses that they tell. Okay. Oh, there's nothing to this. You can't get those contracts. That's what I call misinformation. There are contracts out there. I know our, you know, our guests today, which are which are clients of ours, um, are going to tell you about that. There are contracts out there. The government does spend that money. All right. It's not made up. It's not a mirage. Okay. You know they spend that money. However, it is the federal government. They make you go through a process so that you're what they call procurement ready. All right. Anyone's done a, a, a tax return, and most of us have done tax returns, knows the government wants things done a certain way. But once you get in, once you get in, there, there are all kinds of contracts available for you. Okay. Because again, they spent last year nearly 700 billion and it keeps going up. So they either didn't show up properly, or quite frankly, they just didn't show up. They just had heard so many bad things about federal contracting. There's too much paperwork. There's too much red tape. It's too confusing. And you don't get the contracts anyway. I'm not even going to try. So some people tried, couldn't get them. A lot of other people just never even try because they've heard so much, so many negative things about it. Occasionally a negative thing, like too much paperwork when you're bidding, or it's very confusing to, to submit a bid spec. That's true. We don't deny that. But a lot of the other things are not true, okay? And they are myths, which that's what we call them, federal contracting myths. Well, Ron, that sounds great. But what are the chances that small business owners can procure projects through the no-bid federal contracting program? Well, we like to say with our program, if you're expecting, uh, you know, to have contracts, you get into our program, you make one or two phone calls and you expect people to come running at you with the federal government with 200, 300, 500 million dollar contracts, ain't going to happen. Okay. This is not a get rich quick scheme. All right. No bid contracts. Just think about it. You're going to get from a federal decision maker access to a contract without bidding on it. So they have to trust you enough to give you a contract without accepting another bid. 
and no bid contracts. You know, you can you could they're they're in the federal regulations. So we're not making this up. There's something called FAR, uh, uh, Federal Acquisition Regulations. You can find no bid contracts in there. So this is not made up. But the whole thing is about about those contracts. They still have to, you know, it's not like they can just throw them around willy nilly and small businesses do a bad job. They still want good performance. They still want deliverables. So they have to trust you. How are they going to trust you? That's what our program teaches. You have to build a relationship. You have to build loyalty. You want that federal decision makers to look at you as a problem solver. You can make their life easier. When you get to that point, and it doesn't happen after the first phone call, it doesn't happen after dropping them one email. They have to get to know you. Once they get to know you, I've said before that usually the hardest contract that one of our clients will get will be the first contract. Once you get the first one and you do a good job, and that's very, very important what I just said, do a good job, do it on time, uh, do it within budget, provide all your deliverables, do what you say you're going to do and do a good job. If you do those four things, you're going to get another contract and you're probably going to get bigger contracts. And then you might get multiple contracts at one time. The International Association of, of U.S. Government Contractors our company that offers our Fed Profits No Big Contracting Program. As we started to talk to Dana about the types of things she does for her clients, providing coaching and accountability, and her experience with federal contracts, we know how valuable that is. And we try to, with our with our uh, No Bid Program, to continue to offer more and more services that are going to make getting contracts easier and hopefully faster there's still there's no quick fix but we want to try and make it and if just think about it if you've got someone with years and years of experience in business experience in government contracting keeping you accountable okay to so that when you get that big contract because remember if you mess a contract up you don't do a good job you probably won't get another one that's not a good idea. So having a coach like Adana that can help you stay on track, make sure you meet your deliverables, make sure you um, perform the contract in a timely manner and you meet your deadlines is incredibly important. So that's why we're so excited to be working with Marketatomy and Dana to offer an additional service to help our clients get contracts faster. And once they get them, do a better job on it. But you got to stick with it. Our program requires work. Okay. It's not, again, a get rich quick. Our clients, which are going to be talking to, to some of them in a few moments, are going to tell you that. You have to put work into it. If you think it's going to be easy, it's not going to be easy. But is anything that's real and worthwhile, is it easy? You got to work at it. Okay. You got to build relationships. If you do that, you know, if you, if you think about it, someone's been in business for 10 years. I, I often will ask them this question, how long did it take you to build your business up to a one or $2 million business? It's like, oh, I worked hard and put in 40 hours a week and or 50 or 60 or 70 hours a week to do this. It's hard to build a business. This is a little easier. You don't have to put in that much time, but it doesn't happen at the snap of the fingers. Okay, you got to put the time in.
Well, that's all, folks. The no-bid federal contracting program is a proven system designed to bypass the headaches associated with federal qualification and procurement. For more information on the program, you can join us any third Tuesday of the month at www.marketatomy.com forward slash no bid federal contracts. Uh, We look forward to bringing you more information on the no bid federal contract program. Until next time, this is Dana Olivo. I met um, Chip at an actual score.org meeting. And um, when I first met him, I literally went up to him and said, I don't believe that any of this is possible. And I was doing it with the consultant that was referred to me by the SBA. What I love about Chip's program is that um, it's kind of like everything is all in one place. Rather than trying to find something here and go here, this web- website, talk to this person over here. It was all in one place. And, you know, I, I love to be educated. Uh, I do believe in, in paying for training. Uh, especially if I'm skin-fed. So whenever- when you're starting to run a, a business, especially something you haven't been in before, um, it's just so many parts and so many things that say you just do not know. Being that you don't know what you don't know is uh, is, is quite a long process to learn it all um, and pull all the pieces together today, right now. So right. having these guys guide uh, your mood and help direct you on what's important and when is so, it takes a weight off your shoulders. Okay. I come from a real estate background. I understand paperwork. I've written grants. I've, I come from the lending world. So I understand processes and paperwork. So I'm thinking this can't be that difficult. And um, it, it, when I actually started to, to attempt to do it on my own, I was able to see the contracts. I was able to see that they existed and that they were real, but actually being able to have an opportunity to get to the decision makers seemed very difficult. Um, and going in in the, in the normal sales process or sales cycle, if you will, just does not work. You really have to have kind of a strategy, a plan. And my experience is that is what the program delivers. And um, that to me, that's what made the biggest difference. I love the option to do it for you. Um, because a lot of people don't have, you know, a lot of the, like you said, solopreneurs working in the business, um, that having that option is fantastic. What's the deal? Is this real? And my answer to that always is somebody's doing it. You know, just go check on federal procurement data system or USA spending backup. Companies are being awarded these contracts all day long, doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah, of course it's real. Thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Charged Up Studio, where small business owners get charged up for success. We come to you every Tuesday with new and exciting interviews from professionals who are eager to help small business owners like you grow and scale your business. Please follow us on any of the streaming platforms that you're listening to or join us on our YouTube channel. Also, you can leave a review on our Facebook or 
Google page. Until next time, have a charged up week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.